I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm dreaming of revelry, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Chelsea and Wolves got their wins and Mike Ashley's unhappy. It's Tuesday, 15th of September. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Venetian Hunter-Raja. Hi, gang. Good to have you with us. Oh, 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 Jimmy, you're looking sexy. Oh, thanks, mate. Mm-hmm. Believe it, brother. <laughs> Believe well, it. Well, I don't. Now you've said that, I absolutely don't. I don't lie. I always tell the truth, don't I, Vish? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Little John, basically. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Like Little John? Yeah, it's a, it's a line from a... Um, Robin Hood? No, uh, what was that annoying band called? Oxford Comma, like... Um, I should know who they are. I don't remember. I'm, you know, I'm lost. Great Basically, start. there's a line, Little John, he always tells the truth, and Marcus Spiller, you always tell the truth. It's very true indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Who am I to lie to you? Um, of course, now then, gentlemen, we had two Premier League games last night. Mm. And uh, as I said at the start, Chelsea and Wolves got their wins in case you haven't checked the news. If you're using us as a news outlet, especially breaking news, then do uh, reassess. But, um, but yes, Brighton hosted Chelsea so soon after the last time. Uh, yeah, of course. Fans were allowed in that one. They weren't allowed in the one that mattered. Yeah, that's true. It's slightly annoying, but it was a good win for Chelsea. Vish, we've 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 seen what they've been doing in the transfer window. That it's exciting side. Lampard's got that look in his eye. What did you make of them? 
I think they got the job done. Um, I don't think they did it with any real grace. Uh, really? But at the same time... Not even you know, Reese James? I mean, that was a hell of a, a hell of a hit, wasn't it's, it? It's Reese James, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did the uh, what did the right foot say to the ball? Uh, um, I mean, that the timing of that goal, I think, was perfect for, for them because when Trossard gets that equaliser, mm. you know, I was watching that and thinking... Oh, here we go. Yeah. Just put, just, you know, maybe another five minutes yes. of, of pressure because Brighton, well, Brighton played some good stuff as they, as yeah. they have done throughout last season. All we need just... is a close range Lewis Dunk free header. <sighs> yeah. And oh. we should be in business. Yeah. But just, I, I think with, uh, you know, I was going to say that they were relatively unimpressive Chelsea given obviously mm-hmm. they made their signings, but it'll take a while for them to bed in. And I appreciate that everyone's had the same issues with preseason being so small and not being able to build their players back up mm. and, you know, instill any new philosophies and whatever. Um, but they need a bit more time than most, given that the number of new faces that they have to integrate straight into mm-hmm. the first 11 as well. So yeah. I don't think Chelsea fans worry too much about the performance per se. Um, although Kai Havertz's little crossfield ball to no one was quite fun. Yeah, that was... That was uh, <laughs> Is that what they bought him for? That was not a multi-million pound ball, was it? <laughs> you um, knew as soon as he did that, as soon as it <laughs> happened, you're like, meme. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> meme, yeah, yeah that'll yeah. be around for about a week yes. now with... Yeah. 20 million views by you, Thursday. But the problem is, though, for him, though, if he, if he doesn't start playing well, that is just going to keep on coming, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Lampard, he, he started with Werner and Havertz because Werner won the penalty uh, sort of fairly early on. What I loved about uh, that sort of sequence of events, when Werner went through, normally what happens is if a defender thinks, oh, that probably was a penalty, but I want to play on, they'll just smash it into the stands. A big yeah. hoof and clearance. If you watch it again, the defender, who's got his back to the, the forward, um, and the ball is quite fairly sort of perilously close almost to the, to the Brighton goal just sort of like stops playing as if yeah that's yeah. going to be given isn't it you know like play on man let VAR or the referee decide that yeah fair enough mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you disagree Jim you no, think he no, did the no, right no, honesty is the best policy well I know you've got to play to the whistle haven't you even if you've definitely I know but that Brighton defender was dangerously close not playing to the whistle and get a decision against his own side I think VAR changes that though doesn't it mm. and I, I wonder actually because you don't have the crowd there you just have the reaction of your own players and you know you can tell we can tell in the body language when it is a penalty because you can tell defenders are a bit like Rodrigo mm-hmm. um, for, for Leeds was a bit like <sighs> oh what have I done what have I done? My team have played so bloody well yeah. and I'm the new boy and I want to make an impression. Oh, no. Yeah. But, uh, so, uh, so I wonder if he just heard the groans of, of his teammates mm. and thought, right, that's a penalty, isn't it? But I tell you what, though, that, on that sort of uh, strand, Kyle Walker-Peters uh, uh, for Southampton against Palace didn't look worried at all about that. No, card. he was really yeah. calm, wasn't he? was he? just like, so oh, collective. don't worry, lads, VAR, yeah, sort that obviously. out. And then when the referee went, oh, yeah, yellow card, he was just like, yeah, well, finally, you've caught up. Yeah, yeah, well done. <laughs> yeah, I would echo Vish's sentiments about Chelsea, though. I think they, it was very much they just got the job done, wasn't it? They didn't play. Mm. Uh, it wasn't scintillating stuff. They weren't particularly uh, exciting to watch, but I think that's that's going to change with the, with the quality they've got in, in this team. But would you be concerned then? Because uh, I know what you mean. People say get the job done, but defensively, they weren't great last season. Much was said about that. You know, Dunk should score. I mean, yeah, he's absolutely. A, he's a great chance. And that's a 2-1. 
question marks with the goalkeeper. Kepa again. Uh, again. He wasn't I mean, a howler, but he wants to do a little bit better. Kepa should be doing better. But then <laughs> Reese James just like straight away. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant goal. But I think, you know, Zuma's goal was a little bit fortunate as well, wasn't it? And I think no, 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 the, no. the scoreline sort of... Let's not move on from Reese James's goal so quickly, Jim. All right, we've spoken about it twice, though. I think thrice is what it means. All right, fair enough. It it's a, a, so good, it's a hat trick. No, but it's one, of the, <laughs> it's one of those goals where even if you'd be a Brighton fan, you'd be like, oh my God, fair play. Yeah. You know, like you get off your seat. It's an absolute peach. It's an, it's an early peach. But it's the most annoying thing when your team concede immediately after scoring, <laughs> especially especially from a screamer. I think it's worse if it's from a screamer. Yeah, because you only get so many Because you're not of them. tight. You've given them space. Yeah, you only get so many of them, you know, scored for you and against you in a season. Um, but for a right, for an English right back to score that goal, I just thought... Why are you all right back? Yeah, right yeah, back yeah. Single one of you. I know. Yeah, yeah. But I think I, I think the count is six, six strong sort of young English right backs. And, and uh, you well, know, young, even but... even Lamptey at the right wing. I know. Oh, sorry, yeah. not the right wing. On the uh, you know right he back had a for very very right wing back from Brighton. Yeah. yeah. But I tell you what though, Chelsea. They they, they there's a bit of young English talent in the side. Reese James, uh, Mason Mount, Ruben Loftus Cheek. Mm-hmm. Good to see him back in there. He did, was it though? Well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna like it was it was great to see him starting a game. Yeah. He's obviously had a horrendous time with injuries. Was it 18 months? With so that that's the point I'm really injury? making. Yeah. yeah. But he looked like. I mean, as it would, we should say, mm. but he looked like that was that's an injury that has taken a proper toll on him. Because I don't think he had mm. quite the job. Again, for, you know, first game of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's what I hope that, because I, I know what you're saying there, because he's, he's a good player. You know, we, we saw him, uh, you know, previous season. We saw him at the World Cup, for crying out loud. Uh, and I, he's that type of midfielder that I think England don't have too many of those players who can really put his foot on the ball and do something. Um, so I sincerely hope, and Callum Hudson-Odoi coming on as well mm. uh, was another one who had a bad injury uh, last season. So I think that yeah, I understand what you mean, Fish, and you, you really, as a, as a young man, you don't want him to kind of be be kind of playing with that sort of what, what, what am I trying to say? You know, the hangover of that injury, if you see what I mean, which we see sometimes happens to players. Yeah, and, and it would be understandable if if he did. You know, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think it. Uh, yeah, fingers crossed. This is just you know, this is one step in the. In the right direction, as you say. Yeah. He started after that injury break, and mm. um, no, uh, all the best to him. I was all happy to see Mason Mount play a bit deeper because mm-hmm. you did wonder with Havertz coming in, is that is, does that put Mason Mount's place under threat? But mm-hmm. I think you know he's, he's he's a very versatile player, and seeing him play a bit further back mm-hmm. was was nice to know that Lampard isn't going to effectively replace him with an expensive new signing. And also Ben Chilwell still to come in. And I, I believe he made the most sprints out of any player in the Premier League last season. So he's going to give Chelsea a lot of urgency. And if they're going to, um, you know, get these players to gel, he's going to play a big, big part in that. So I think that, that I'd be very excited if I was a Chelsea fan and I would not be overly bothered by that performance being a little bit, you know, um, win when you're not playing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think of Brighton themselves? I mean, they, you know, they're playing against their superior side, of course. Uh, the better news for them, other than the result, of course, is that Ben White came back. He's yeah. back from Leeds. Went off injured, unfortunately. Didn't yeah, he? he did. But, but he, you know, he looks the part. And, and as you mentioned, Tarek Lampsey as well, um, doing well. I think, I think Brighton, I, I think my predictions, I had them down to be relegated last season which uh, was obviously, it turned out to be a poor prediction. This season, I think people are thinking, yeah, Potter's in there, he's a bit more established and so on, seems to have a plan and know what they're doing. And it's quietly looking quite good. But I say looking quite good, they just beat 3-1, but it's fairly positive. Do you not think the picture down there? Yeah, definitely, definitely. There was um, obviously that chance that Morpé shouldered 
mm-hmm. uh, from Lamptey in the first half. Yeah. Um, as you said, there was a loose dunk through header as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they created chances and they played good stuff. They, you know, it, it was a lot of what we saw last year, actually. Um, their great build-up play, it's just that finishing is yeah. mm-hmm. is a bit of an issue for them. And, mm-hmm. and obviously we, we saw that there yesterday. And I think as well, you know, they play out from the back, which was what got them in trouble. But mm-hmm. even then, I would, I'd be keener to put the blame specifically on Alzate because it was such a lazy pass, it was, yeah. wasn't it? Um, mm. you know, and you could see all the lanes that were open mm. for them, for him specifically at that point. So, you know, they don't really need to do too much different. And I think they can look at the game and think, well, we could have, that could have been 2-2. Two, two. As mm-hmm. you said, yeah. you know, the uh, the Zuma goal was, was very lucky. Oh, it was so annoying for Yeah, me. it really was. But like, there were, there <laughs> A were, little squirmer. Yeah, completely. And there were points in the second half, particularly in the first section of it, where they they were p- controlled possession really, really well, which is a tough ask against against any you know, top four team, really. Mm. But but Chelsea in, in particular, really. And um, I think when they're when they're not playing Chelsea, you know, when they're playing teams that are, are, are traditionally sort of closer to them, where they where they generally finish, or even a little bit higher up the table, that ability to control a game is going to be really, really useful for them. But I th- the main problem is obviously, as, as as you said, Fish, like where the goal is going to come from. They don't, you know, they don't really have prolific forwards, do they? And, and maybe I think that's the next step for Brighton, isn't it? It's you, either somebody steps up this season, or mm-hmm. they sign someone in the next couple of windows, and they establish themselves a bit further up the table. That's yeah, got to be the aim. It was a shame for Adam Lallana having to go for half time. After picking up an injury, you know, at 32 years old, he's the oldest player in that squad. Yeah, and that's remarkable. That there's also there was also a stat yesterday that the last time he played 90 minutes was the last time Stuart Downing played 90 minutes. <laughs> wow, which is incredible. Yeah, yeah the, I, I, I almost turned into Christopher Walken then. Yeah. <laughs> wow, <laughs> well, um, the, um, you know, he's only had nine league games in the last three seasons. I mean, what the hell? Um, but yeah, he's his last few. Thanks, Woody. Uh, Woody. Woody Allen. Yeah, that was very Woody Allen. Was that yeah. a bit Woody Allen? <laughs> it veered towards it. Yeah, and he hit it up his dad's ass. Is uh, you know trying to yeah? You got to think of what they have said before you kind of start doing what you think they'll say. Yeah, you see what I mean. Um, yeah, that was that was quite disappointing because we. Well, the we, impression or the performance. <laughs> <laughs> choose your words. Imp- choose your words carefully, my man. About the impression, oh, I've got loads better, in there. But Lalana, um, yeah, because we, you know when Jules was on the show and when he first signed, we were quite excited because the way that Brighton play and the way that he plays when he's fully fit, mm-hmm. he can get involved in their kind of midfield interplays and also break forward if he if, if he needs to if there's space for him to do so. He's mm. very good at timing his runs especially out to the wings as well he was quite good at that when he had his few appearances for Liverpool of just yeah. leave, leaving a central position and, and appreciating the fact that he might need to support someone on the left or the right Yeah. Um, and uh, you know what was really uh, sad when you see an injury like that is the way that he seemed quite resigned to it mm. you know he spent about a couple of minutes you know um, cutting the tape on his shin pads and yeah, yeah he was but almost I mean, a bit like oh, here we go again he started mm. nine league games in the last three seasons yeah I mean, and, and, and at 32 years old, you know, the, the last thing he needs is to sort of go, oh, another one, oh, yeah, fine. Yeah. And then starts to take it easy on the pitch. It's, uh, you know, sometimes subconsciously. And that, that's not yeah. a Yeah, well, Michael Richards anybody. spoke yeah. very eloqu- eloquently about that in an interview with The Athletic yeah. uh, last season about how you you just do find yourself doing that. You do find yourself holding back because if you feel like, mm-hmm. if you feel your knee, a little bit of soreness there or something, which does happen mm-hmm. in you know, when anyone plays any sort of sport, then it makes you second guess yourself. Well, and, that's, Michael Owen said the same thing. You know, you obviously had so many years as a young player being very explosive, and then he said, you, know, you go to make that run, and you go, oh, no, I better not. Yeah. And so you, you restrict your game. So hopefully uh, that won't happen there. So, yes, uh, good win for Chelsea nonetheless. 
I should say, gentlemen, that, uh, of course, Jorginho opened the scoring uh, during the game uh, against Brighton, uh, which meant Jules's pick of Timo Werner didn't come in for Betway's four to score. We got zero out of four. Mm. And we'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we will do our damnedest not to, but uh, but we will surely do that again, sadly. Uh, so do tune in uh, on Friday for another round of our selecciones, uh, as the uh, Germans would say. Right, uh, let's move on uh, to uh, Sheffield United against Wolves. Uh, Sheffield United built on a strong defence last season, Vish, and within six minutes, with hindsight, the game was all over. Yes, it was. But what an opening goal, though. Oh, lovely. I don't, I don't know that you they could have done anything about that, considering it not only came from a counter-attack, but if you re-watch it, not one Wolves player made an incorrect decision. Mm-hmm. Not one Wolves player dawdled on the ball. Even Daniel Podens, when he stopped, was to whoever was uh, um, marking him for Sheffield United, was to basically get them to stop, and then he just paced past them. Mm, yeah, Like, it was... Perfect, and even Jimenez having the balls to do to pull off a shot like that. Yeah, he had so much time, and it was it was brilliant to get a glimpse of how a, a striker of that quality thinks. You know, because he had so much time to choose how to hit his volley to sort of put the side of his foot out and then then tap it with the you know the, the I don't know the little bump on the side where your toe is. I don't know what you call that bit, but like it was such a specific use of of, of that part of his foot to get the exact connection he wanted, and it was just a. Uh, just absolutely elite. He's such a good player. Him because, well, no, because the, the, uh, you know, Marcus. You know, I'm speaking yeah, to a, another elite a, a, striker, well, yeah. a world class striker here. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, more of a elite. midfielder these days. But yes, we, we, no one will forget my um, yeah. younger. You days. never no, lose that sort of finishing, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah, Wayne Rooney's not going to be remembered as a midfielder. It's very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> it was the way that he he had t- definitely had time to take a touch, but that touch. That he was, he would have, he might have taken, had mm. to be perfect, and yeah. it had to be in a specific direction, away from the defenders who were coming from his left. Mm. And he just thought, well, actually, I probably fancy my chance. He's, he's almost like the Terminator. He did the yeah. percentages in his yeah. head and thought, yeah, it's probably more likely to go in if I just lift my leg to my shoulder and side foot it in the top yeah. corner. Yeah. yeah, stick the boot in and ask questions later, Jim. Yeah, indeed. Like any other club around that, that you know, part of the Premier League in terms of where, where teams finished last season would would surely have lost Jimenez at this point or there would be a saga around him and that's true of a few of their players as well. Well, he did but try Jimenez. The, you, you want, sorry? He did try to bring a saga, didn't he? When we talked about him, when he said, uh, when people were saying, you know, you're being linked with Manchester United, Juventus, all these teams and he just went, yeah, yeah no, I'm up for all of that. <laughs> Are they? That's great. That. Yeah. Uh, well, but, you know. but for whatever reason, Wolves have actually managed to sort of quash that and yeah. hang on to him with a minimum of fuss mm-hmm. and it's, it is really, really exciting round there it is. and obviously, you know, the, What's really impressive about them, actually, I think, particularly watching this game, especially up against such a tough opponent, because Sheffield United, obviously, they didn't start very well at all, but they did come back into it and they did, you know, mm. show what 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 they showed last season that ended up you know, getting them finishing where they did. Was that Wolves haven't played a single game in pre pre season because obviously they had so many last season. They yeah. obviously decided that the break was of of more value, but they just hit the ground running again. Mm. They just looked exactly the same. Obviously, they're playing in the Anglo Italian Cup this week, and I think they've got a Cup Winners <laughs> Cup qualifier as well. I think they're the guest in the uh, Copper oh, America as I'm well next up. summer so yeah they're, they're doing all that Absolutely. But, um, I think but, they're, yeah. they're hosting the new Have I Got News For You as well <laughs> <laughs> so that's their Friday stage up yeah I mean talking of you know exciting things at Wolves I mean Nuno Espirito Santo said he believes something special is being built oh that 
beautiful wizard. Mm. Um, yeah, I- Iberian wizard, isn't he? He is. He really is. Um, he signed a three-year deal this weekend as well, which is good news for them. But it's true. It's exciting times for Wolves. Um, and uh, you wonder how far they, they, they can go in the league this season. I mean, you know, Spurs, it seems to be more of the same under Mourinho. We, we'll see Everton have obviously improved on the, on the by the looks of it and, uh, and whatnot. Um, you know, I... I, I I think that he will have a sort of a blueprint to sort of say, right, let's try and get fourth, you know. I mean, it would be ridiculous, if, I suppose, if he didn't in one sense. But it is a sort of semi-realistic target for them to, to sort of push on because they do go about their business in, in a certain way. Um, and they've, they've started the season very, very well. Um, Sheffield United, they, they improved in the second half. Uh, Ramsdale, you know, made sort of a couple of saves and uh, and whatnot. I mean, there's no real sort of cause for concern. You wouldn't say at this early stage, Richard, then, would you? No, no, I wouldn't. Norwood was uncharacteristically ropey. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Fleck hit the post. They had a chance to, uh, yeah. you know, they had a couple of chances coming in there, but obviously Jimenez missed quite a Quite an easy chance oh, as well when Sayers yeah. hit the post. Yeah, um, the post got a battering in that game, didn't it? <laughs> it did, yeah. Like it did something because then him and I hit it again with a header at the near post, yeah. didn't mm-hmm. it? And I feel like actually this was the the shoutiest game I've yet heard since we've been in a situation with with no fans. So I actually turned off that. I actually changed channels to watch it without the fake crowd. It's noise, better like that because it was the particularly in a game like this. Mm. Just it was it was like a, a pub car park fight. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's like they dubbed the sound yeah. from that on over top instead. You got your Portuguese instead. phrase book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, stay on this page. Hit him. Hit him. Hit him again. Um, yeah, it, it was. It was great. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think Sheffield United have anything to worry about. Really, mm-hmm. the, the real difference was that they they need a striker. And, yeah. um, same as Brighton, isn't it? In a very yeah. different way. But yeah, and Chris Wilder said that he's he's pretty confident of of bringing someone in, bringing mm-hmm. some established striking talent. Mm-hmm. The question is who that will be, because you know there really isn't any, and that, which is why as you said before Wolves keeping Jimenez is such a big deal mm. and it goes back to how Wolves do their business in that he when they sign him on a permanent deal they sign him on a four year deal so I think mm. he expires in 2023 mm-hmm. he is on decent money there's no release clause as well yeah. so while they're ambitious they're also they're not going to think like a, a club who need to be grateful for these players and, sure. and you know so meet them more than halfway with a mm. deal they wouldn't be like a, you know they wouldn't be so stupid to give someone or oh, you can leave for free if you want to a year before and uh-huh. ask, you know you've got to pay 600 million for you they're not a small club no they, exactly or, yeah uh-huh. not small fry like some yeah it doesn't always bucks. work out that approach as, as no. Real Madrid will testify to but uh, locking them down in big contracts but uh, I, with Sheffield United you do get some teams Ipswich Town leap to mind that when they have they can have a really good season and then the next season they completely drop drop off yeah or not completely but they they, they suddenly go oh actually hang on a minute what, what, what were we playing at last season we need to know our place I don't get that vibe from Sheffield United because they have team spirit they also have a good system and I think often they've got more than that of course but just to really kind of boil it down to, to basic um, areas often with teams they'll they'll have a great sort of team spirit and they on the sort of they'll, they'll ride that wave as, as much as they can Hull City another one although that that was that was in the microclimate of just one season of course that kind of doing well and then dropping off but with Sheffield United you think yeah no they'll be good which is why Leeds United fans will be purring because they seem to have a good team spirit and a good system Fulham and West Brom struggling already and and you know do they have the kind of system because Billich can can foster that team spirit and Fulham as we saw 
just personified in that, in that playoff final, um, that that kind of spirit. But not not quite the system certainly yet. We we shall see. But yeah, Sheffield United, as you say, Vish, I don't really I don't worry for them at all. I think they'd be looking for another top half finish. You'd think, you know. Yeah, well, the, the thing that they have in common with Leeds is that their football looks sustainable. Mm-hmm. In that, you know, even if they were without three first team players, yeah. The three players that come in would know exactly what they need to do in their exactly, role. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, I don't see that with Fulham. I don't didn't really see it with West Brom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, that would be the issue. I mean, they're not going to... Neither of those clubs are going to be worried about relegation, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will be... I had a go at Fulham yesterday and I felt really bad, actually. Mm. Um, now I'm saying. Easy yeah. target, aren't they? Yeah, deserved, I think. You know, <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I actually said I've, I felt quite bad because if you if you were listening, I think you'd have been quite disappointed in us. But, yeah, I, I do fear for them. Mm. We shall see, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, we're going to go for a quick break now and after which we've got some Newcastle United chat for you. See you in a moment. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities maladies, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. In 2020, self-care can seem like yet another overwhelming job for women. Every week, we test out a new kind of self-care so you don't have to. Firstly, can we just clarify how we pronounce it? Kombucha? Kombucha. Yeah. Kombucha. Kombucha. Self-care club. Wellness road tested. So that was the first yeah. day. You know, it was just the not slipping into the complete default mode of what I normally do, which is 
have a go at my husband for what he hasn't done and, you know, all of that stuff, I kind yeah. of stop. OK, so it was more the absence of meanness rather than the projection <laughs> of kindness at this initial point. Yes. Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your pods. This week we are testing out menstrual cups. How are you feeling? Dreading it. I know that you love to give a practice that's all about down below. I'm not interested. I've never even really thought about it since before I met you. You've never thought about your vagina until you met me. It doesn't get a lot of air time. It doesn't get a lot of air time. No, it doesn't. The Self Care Club is a Stakhanov production. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Before we get to any old takeover nonsense, we've got some emails for you. Now, we have a new email address, OK? I know you you were used to the other one because of that jingle from Pete Donaldson out of the, the hit factory, but we have a new email address. So send your emails to show at footballramble.com. There are no other words or letters in there. Show at footballramble.com. That's where you email. When you sit down and you go, I'm going to email the Football Ramble, Oh, what's the email? It's show at footballramble.com. Okay. Thank you for those who did email that. Uh, we do appreciate it. We've got one from Neil Carragher who says, Hey guys, settle in by the way, ladies and gentlemen. It's one of those emails. Um, I was talking to my dad recently about innovative but potentially controversial ideas for football. This was spurred on by Paul Doyle's previously suggesting that uh, goalkeepers should not be allowed to catch the ball. I came up with a strangely harsh idea of my own. So he's already writing his own idea off. Don't worry, Neil, we'll do that. Uh, this is his idea. Teams who get relegated are forbidden from regaining promotion the following season. OK? Before you comment, chaps, there are three other paragraphs to get through. I was gutted when Brentford lost in the playoff final, boo-hoo, uh, to Fulham. Fulham. Fulham have yo-yoed between the Championship and the Premier League now for a little while, and I just had a feeling of, oh, let someone else have a go. Yeah. Um, so what about a team uh, that was relegated and won the Championship the following season? They would still be crowned champions of that division, but automatic promotion would go to second and third, provided neither of those teams were relegated the previous season after either. The playoffs would be between fourth and seventh place with the th- with the same proviso it might seem harsh on the teams who get relegated but it opens the door slightly for teams who are on the cusp of getting promoted instead of them being muscled out by teams with more resources the same method would apply between all of the professional divisions so if you get relegated from the championship to league one you can't instantly get promoted back up to the championship the following season mad idea i know but what do you think well, I'm very conscious of not um, going in with two feet, as mm-hmm. we perhaps, and more, myself more than anyone, did on our beloved Damien Cunningham, who was a guy who suggested points for the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, this, I know that this is suggested with tongue-in-cheek, but, I mean, this removes the idea of, of, of uh, consistent competition, doesn't it? It's bollocks, Jim. Yeah, I know. It's, I know that. Neil knows that. We all know that. But we're going to go down this garden path, because this is the choice we've decided to make with this email, <laughs> right? Like, it's... it's, it's, it's Chaos! It's crazy. You can't you can't tell a team that um, their league position doesn't count for the same as mm. someone else. You can't you cut off that consistent idea of what competition is right at the top. And also, you know, it's not always the teams with the highest resources that mm. that you know that, that achieve success. Yeah, often it is, but it isn't. It isn't always, mm. is it? And it's not fair, Neil. It's what? not fair. Why are you tackling this seriously? I don't know. Fish? You're going to be in a situation where a team will get relegated from the Premier League. Mm-hmm. They'll lose all their players. Let's say they Fulham. Will, yeah. yeah, They'll lose all the players because they'll know it takes take them at least two years to yeah. get back in the Premier League if uh-huh. they stay. Mm. 
so then they get relegated to League One. Yeah, yeah. And they can't get relegated. They can't get promoted back to the championship. No, I think no, I think they could. I think it's the net. It's the immediate. It's a, you mean if it's they come up and yeah, okay, yeah. I mean it's still mental. Yes. It is, but the um, yeah, I, I mean, it's quite a good way of getting clubs to go out of business as well. It's a very it? good yeah. way of that. Why don't so, we? I mean, he should. Neil, go and watch MLS. There's no relegation there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, but he he says that as a as a Brentford fan, and I'm all for, you know, I'm all for. Is he a Brentford fan? Well, I assume so. He said he was. I was gutted when Brentford lost in the playoff final. Yeah, but a lot yeah. of neutrals were, were supporting Brentford. I think this yeah. might be a case of that's what football do to you. Yeah, I like, think if so. you if you're a grieving Brentford fan at the moment, this probably seems like the most logical thing in the world. Well, I yes, I think we should move on from this illogical nonsense and, and utter chaos and crap and ridiculous ideas um, because it's dragging us down. I actually don't think he is a Brentford fan actually, but I um, I do think he. He's very anti-Fulham. So maybe he's got a good point. Yeah, okay. Well, as I say, we're moving <laughs> on from, from all that kind of crap. Straight to Mike Ashley. Um, Newcastle are going to take legal action against the Premier League over all that takeover business. Yes, uh, he's <laughs> he's instructed two leading QCs to represent the club in their dispute with the Premier League over its rejection of the Saudi-led takeover based on its owners and directors test. Well, I mean, last week, Mike Ashley accused the Premier League's chief executive, Richard Masters. Now, he does sound like something out of Game of Thrones um, of not ha- having acted appropriately Mike Ashley's a man who knows how to act appropriately unless there's a fireplace of course he's mourning his money here isn't he <laughs> like the whole idea is like oh this is about what's right and what's true it's like no you just you just want your cash you want your 300 million or whatever it was and you want to just walk off into the sunset save the high street for some reason why is he so into that uh, oh yeah again it's money yeah. isn't it well um, yes apparently they, they didn't act appropriately during the process when the Saudis the Ruben brothers and Amanda Staveley rode into town and he believes that led to their 300 million pound offer being withdrawn actually it's just struck me yeah St James's Park is bang in the middle of Newcastle isn't it so it's the closest you're going to get to a stadium being on a high street <laughs> is that why he bought them in the first place is he just that obsessed with this <laughs> Maybe. That'll make a good warehouse. <laughs> and it's well located. Yeah. yeah and people seem to be going there every every weekend. Yeah. I can whack a Frankie and Benny's in there, probably. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they love sports gear as well. My yeah. goodness, this would be stupid not to do this. Imagine, imagine how many big mugs you can put in there. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. You know, sometimes you get like a band in a, in a shopping centre. Like that's, yes. that's what he sees Newcastle mm. as. Yeah. Like the the in, in mall entertainment. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's remarkable. I mean, talking of takeovers, Jim, you made a good point. Takeovers are like transfers these days. They're becoming that way, aren't they? Because yeah. it used to be a huge deal if the, if there was a sort of takeover rumor of any club, mm-hmm. um, even even sort of lower down the divisions. But now there's, there's there's talk of it with West Ham today, which I'm sure we'll come on to later in the week. But like it's it's just constant, mm-hmm. and it's it's boring. Yeah. Well, West Ham, they, they, they've had a, a takeover bid rejected by some uh, Americans. I mean. <sighs> Just they're to a penny. Mm. Well, the 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 point about them being like transfers is spot on because the messaging behind the scenes is exactly the same as well. Both yeah. sides kind of want to mm-hmm. get their own mm. bits of propaganda out there because even the Mike Ashley um, this lawsuit that he's going to file um, read in the Telegraph from Luke Edwards. I'll, I'll, I'll just read it out to you, but like whether Ashley intends to take the legal action with the intention to revive the deal or whether he's seeking compensation is unclear at this at this stage. But his main motivation seemed to be a desire to get to the bottom of what has been a, what has happened in a public forum, so supporters fully understand the situation. Now, translated, that basically means he doesn't want to be blamed for it, mm. and he wants mm. something that fans can hold on to, 
that, that absolves him of that. that. Absolves him of it's blame, funny, yeah. isn't it? He's really trying to this kind of late stage attempt to rescue his reputation. Weirdly, because he doesn't seem to have been that bothered about you know the the kind of the the the, the light in which Newcastle fans hold him up until now. I think I think he has actually, and I, I think that's why he seems so desperate. Or why he is so desperate to get rid of the club now and to do so in this manner because it. I think he saw the quote unquote positive press that he was getting the fact that he was trying to f- facilitate this deal and thought, well, actually, this is probably the best reputation I'm ever going to get here mm. and I'm going to get some money for it as well. Mm. Um, yeah, the West Ham thing's interesting because, again, it is you know a club and a fan base who want rid of their owners and now see this happening. And we might be going through the... Mm. We might be having exactly the same conversation in a month's time over West Ham's yeah. f- of a failed takeover bit of West Ham. Um, and so, yeah, much like transfers, yeah, it'll be something that we constantly have to talk about. It is, yeah. But it is this idea, you know, when you you sign a couple of new players or something, and you think, oh, they could transform us. They'll get us going. It's like that with owners now. They'll yeah. come in and save the day. Yeah, absolutely. Or they'll come in and we'll end up paying them, mm-hmm. which is what happens at Man United. And I know, I know that <laughs> yeah. Arsenal's owners take yes. money out of the club sometimes as well. So, like, it's, you know, it can go either way, can't it? It's their club, mate. Well, indeed, it is. That, that's the danger, isn't it? I know. Oh, dear. And the, the German football fans must think, what on earth have you done? Mm. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's go over to the States for a, for a, a short moment. Uh, into Miami. I've got Gonzalo Higuain. How about yeah. that? What a signing, Vish. He looks quite fit as well. He does. You know, there's a, the whole, a, a lot of stuff with Higuain is whether he's put on weight and there was mm-hmm. this story, was it when he was at Napoli where he supposedly came back from a pre-season six kilos overweight. And I think, you know, after the pandemic, we can all appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially during lockdown. But um, yeah, he, look, he looks in good order. He'd he be, um Yeah, very exciting. Very uh, exciting signing. Old, old Iggsy's uh, set to become the highest paid player in uh, Major League Soccer. Do you see he was pictured with Inter-Miami managing owner Jorge Mas uh, at the airport. That's George Moore. Is what his name <laughs> is, which is quite enjoyable. Um, but yeah, he was pictured at the airport with him. Arms round each other. Not socially distanced, but they did have masks on. Mm. Maybe so, they moved in together. Maybe that. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> well, they, no kissing with the with the masks. Um, but in the photo, there's you don't a, have to kiss people you move in with. Oh, but the Argentinians they like no. little kiss on. Oh, I see, also, I you don't know what no. people are into. Maybe like a, maybe mask kissing. I thought you meant French kissing. No, yeah. no, no. Well, maybe people are into that. You know, to each their own. Yes. Not while there's a pandemic on, Jim. No, but if they both got masks on, it's all right, isn't it? Uh, but the masks negate it. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, in the photo, there's a picture of what I assume is a crocodile. I assume it's some sort of Everglades kind of thing because he's obviously in Florida. But it looks a little bit like with a velociraptor with its with its mouth open. So there's a touch of like the clever girl about it. Yeah, and the, the, photo. the wonderful Michael Bublé memes. Yes, exactly. I'm quite enjoying that. Um, Into Miami, they haven't done brilliantly so far this season, as I'm sure everybody is aware. They've struggled with goals. So who do you get in? You call Iggsy. Yeah. Um, Should Brighton. Yeah, exactly. He could have done. Uh, last I checked, they were at the bottom of the Eastern Conference with just two wins from eleven. Sorry, I mean it's not it's not Beckham-esque, Jim. But they're not getting relegated, are they? They're not so, getting well, just to put the kettle on, lads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got the searing heat of Miami, and they play through summer. Sod this. What? No relegation. All right, stroll about the pitch. Um, yeah, they invested in some South American players, uh, young players, but it hasn't quite clicked. And I think they're quite keen. Um, 
for, for local talent as well. One of the reasons why they went to Miami, of course, was big Latino population who are traditionally uh, into football and so on and so forth. So I think they're sort of trying to go about it the right way, as far as I can tell. But it does help when you have uh, when you have a proven goal scorer like Iguain turn up on big money. And of course, Blaise Matuidi went there as well, World Cup winner. So, you know, you have to balance it a little bit as well uh, with some, some designated players. Do you know Gonzalo Iguain's brother Federico plays in MLS? I completely yes. forgot he's yeah. got a brother. Plays for DC United. He played for Columbus Crew for, for many, Columbus many years. Crew. I remember him for Columbus Crew. Yeah, yes, you're, a, yeah. you're a more of a Columbus Crew type of guy. You know what? No, I'm a Philadelphia Union guy. Are you? Yes. Big unionist, though, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, I, so my yeah. partner is from You were never going to be a New England Revolution. No, God, you know, no. More God of the no. same for you. My partner's from Philadelphia, so ah. I, went to saw, I went to see the Union. They have um, Boddington's. On tap, but today, and they wow. they regard it as a craft beer, and and Newkey Brown as well. No, I love that. Yeah, it's going to get the local the the local British population involved. Yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, well, I I I look forward to seeing Eagle in those uh, the nice pink and black of of Miami. I do quite like the colours there. Yeah, yeah. They they they're doing a lot of the marketing, right? Aren't they? That's Beckham. Yeah. Surely that's got to yeah. be Beckham. The fashionista that is David. He looks fantastic. It's a, of course he does. A friend of mine said he. Uh, um, <laughs> What did my mate say? This did make me laugh. He, uh, uh, a friend of the show, I would say, Kristen Hennage, a fine journalist, uh, and, uh, and 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 he's now operating uh, in America. And he said, um, he, he said, I hope I, I hope Kristen don't mind me saying this. He messaged me saying that he, he met Beckham. He was doing a sort of press thing with him, and uh, he said Beckham gave him a little wink and a smile when they were in the press conference. And he said, by the time I got on the subway home, I was expecting twins. He. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which I do, I could imagine, uh, you know, one would feel that way. He um, posted a photo of himself with the um, wearing the Manchester United zebra third kit. I did, and he looked incredible. Of yeah, he did. people said that he's the only man who could maybe pull this kid off yeah. or something. It's cheating, actually. There's a little put bit. It on a normal person. Well, that kit has come under scrutiny, hasn't it? So you've got to bring out the big guns, gentlemen. We're going to finish the show uh, with Hamburg's Tony Leistner. Um, former QPR man, of course. If you haven't seen this, do treat yourself. Um, yeah, the, it, on his debut for Hamburg, they were playing in the cup. They lost 4-1 uh, to Dynamo Dresden, who are an inferior side, it's fair to say. Um, but, but Big Tone, he had a debut that, that we'll never forget, certainly. Um, Dynamo Dresden, a former club of uh, of uh, Leisner, and there was around 10,000 fans in attendance, quite a big crowd. I think it's the biggest crowd in Germany since uh, the lockdown. And, and as, as Big Tone was given a post-match interview, the Dresden fans started chanting at him. Now, I don't know what they were chanting, but whatever they were chanting, it didn't deserve the reaction it got. Leisner, he, he went into the stands, sort of Eric Dyer style, mm. uh, and, and, and started having a go. He grabbed one fan by the shirt and threw him to the ground, and then the fans were like, sort of, there, was a, there was a bit of a backlash from the stewards. I think the yeah. stewards actually pushed him away, and he nearly fell over. And, uh, and uh, you know, he, he then sort of calm, fairly calmly then went back and sort of jumped over Stan and then went back to his interview yeah. but they're out the cup Jim that's the big story there yeah on his debut as well which is the most amazing thing yeah what on earth was what, Dresden's reaction was really interesting because they um, they, uh, they've condemned the supporter that apparently abused him said it was uh, it was shameful that this had happened um, especially with his history there and they, they tweeted we're looking for the person because we don't want to let this incident stand thanks to 99.9% of all stadium visitors for your support <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable I think he said something about his family didn't he that's, uh, I think Lyson went on Instagram and, and posted something about it and said that that's why he well, mm. I, I think he said he you know, he shouldn't have done it, but that was why he did. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, look, cannot do that to certain footballers. You no, just cannot. Yeah. I mean, you shouldn't do it to anyone. No, of course. No. But the reaction, I mean, 
It's a bit like because Eric. But Dyer, that always seems to be the thing, doesn't it? That really sets people off. I yeah, but I think it can't be because that'll happen all the time to players, and it doesn't make it right. And it is horrible when fans do that, mm. and that's piss poor from their from them. But I, I don't know what was said, but also like grabbing one particular bloke by the. I mean, get a door. You just it's you can't do it. I, I think that that's an interesting point. The fact that he grabbed one person, um, you know, by the collar because. I think football fa- football players take a lot of abuse from yeah, the collective. They do. But when they can single someone out, mm. I think they're like, right, well, no, actually, you, I know it's you. I yeah. know you've said this. Yeah, you yeah, shut yeah. up. Because that's why Dyer yeah. went into the stand because he saw the bloke who was mm. abusing, I think, it was, his, his brother. His brother. Um, so, yeah, that, that and I think because he was, last night was doing a uh, half-time interview mm-hmm. pitch side, wasn't he? So he was right there and he could see clearly yeah. who was who was saying what about his family. And, um, yeah, he, he shouldn't do it, but... It's one of those annoying things that seems to have to happen to stop the abuse. Mm, mm. I know what you mean, but I mean, you would, mind you, you would think that that, that 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 fan or those fans, if indeed they were at fault, because I, said, I don't actually know what was being chanted, will learn from that. But then, you know, <laughs> no. remember the bloke Eric Cantona kicked? Yeah, yeah, he's still a bit of a shit. Apparently, you would hope though that, despite that reaction, which obviously we don't want to see, that the fans or fan, if indeed they were doing something wrong, which they, they could have been, we don't know, um, will learn their lesson. But it's unlikely that angry football fans really learn their lessons. I mean, look at you, Jim Campbell. <laughs> you know, when someone's fueled with hatred, it's very difficult to wean them off it. Yeah, I, 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 no comment. <laughs> too angry. <laughs> All right, well, let's so get out of here. He got a bit aggressive there, didn't he? Very aggressive wow. for Jim. Let's get out of here before he explodes. Uh, okay, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow on uh, on the Football Ramble, Jules is back. Jules is back. She'll be joined by Jim and Andy. So get your lug holes around that, everybody. But until then, say goodbye, Jim Campbell. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Vish. Goodbye. That's goodbye from me. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.